Welcome back to Square State Sandlot. You got Bill here and then myself, Kyle. Uh, John's not able to join us today. Um, got a few things to talk about, mostly uh, baseball and football related. Uh, there's a couple other things in there, but uh, without, and I guess actually I take that back. My very first thing I'm going to cover is hockey related. It's the only thing I'm going to talk about, but um, just had to give him a nod. Uh Mike Lange is retiring. He has basically been the voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins for like 46 years. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be weird, um, you know, not having him obviously part of those games. Although, with that being said, this last season he was out of the booth pretty regularly. Um, only made it for a couple games. He's still going to be involved with um, some of the some of the events and some of the other radio things, but he will not be a staple in the booth anymore. So uh, with that being said, happy retirement. Um, I wish him the best, but it'll be weird not hearing his voice, at, you know, watching games. So um, yeah. 46 years, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been with us through all of our highs. So yeah, it's almost like Vince Coley with the Dodgers. Big time. Yeah, pretty good. Um, and I just want to point out, right above my left shoulder here, is the infamous sign that I've been trying to feature <laughs> in this podcast. So it's a, a lovely gift from my wife, and I hope you all appreciate it is a that. Beautiful sign, beautiful. But uh, without further ado, um, just some things that I wanted to talk about. We have um, some exciting news for the Warriors. Uh, they brought back Andre Iguodala. And he's actually coming back on a veteran minimum deal. So he obviously wanted to come back because he wanted to be there. Um, making a vet minimum deal, living in the Bay, whew, not going to go yeah. a very long way. So um, obviously he wanted to be back, and he's not the same player he was when he left the Warriors. Uh, but I think he could still play some significant minutes off the bench and be a real mentor for some of the younger guys we're trying to bring up. So excited about that um there's still people trying to bring up the the ben simmons to golden state rumors like daily i don't think that's happened i think that ship has sailed um i know he's oh, not it makes sense yeah like like john and i had talked about before it doesn't make sense for their scheme or what they like to do so um in terms of that trade happening i i would be shocked if it does um, especially with Philadelphia basically being on a different plane in what they're looking yeah. for in return. So, um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense for them. I'm excited to see if they can bring on any other vets to, to help compete with this roster. Um, Clay, he looks like he's going to be back. I don't know if he'll be back right at the beginning, but he did start running and start doing some, some rehab stuff um, in terms of his legs. So, that's that's all positive signs, and I think I don't want to say that he's ahead of schedule because Steve Kerr definitely didn't want to throw that on him, but by the sounds of it, it sounds like he's probably just a, a little bit ahead of schedule in his return. So, hoping yes. he doesn't rush back and gets up to 100% before he makes a comeback and and has a positive effect on the season. Um, other NBA news: Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> he uh, turned down a. Rumored eight or four-year, eighty-four million-dollar deal as an extension with the Lakers 
going into this offseason, um, and he expected he would have a pretty robust market. Turns out he was offered zero starting jobs and had to settle for a one-year $5.9 million mid-level exemption uh, just just to have an offer, and it sounds like he's probably going to be coming off the bench. So that's... Uh, it seems to be happening more and more often. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but it just seems like I've seen more of this in the last few years. Um, you know, Victor Oladipo did the same thing. Um, there, there's a handful of players that I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they have somebody in their ear telling them they can get more or what the deal is, but some of these deals that they're kicking down. Yeah. And then it's always a one-year, you know, not minimum, but I think might that's as well be exactly what happened. I think his agent was probably telling him, "I think we can get better than that on the open market." And right, you know, there's just not a lot of places that are in need of a a point guard. So I think he really shot himself. Seems, yeah, seems to keep happening more and more. I just I don't know what the deal is, but I mean, I don't think he foresaw them trading for Russell Westbrook, but. I think he was probably yeah. hoping to get a better offer from the Lakers rather than go somewhere else. But he'll be in Boston next year <laughs> playing for a for lot less. So At least one year. <laughs> yeah. So sucks to be him. Although I'd still take $5.9 million for one year. Maybe I can okay propose that. that to my job. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we have some – actually, let's have you talk about your – your pirates and then i'll i'll get to some some a stuff all right um as per usual i'm always finding the silver lining you know what it is to be a buckos fan i guess but uh they've definitely you know on a skid we've lost eight in a row uh we just um we just got swept by st louis i think that was the last game we may have one more but um either way it's been a rough eight games but the uh the high points, I guess I would say, is some of the young guys. Um, they've been looking really good with some double plays, uh, you know, infield catching balls. The younger guys are just looking good out there. Um, they're, they're playing well. And then Hoy Park, who we got, um, anybody that had listened in the Clay Holmes trade with the Yankees, um, he actually had his first home run, had a solo shot at PNC Park. So, that was cool. He's had a pretty good bat lately, but it's cool to see him actually get the home run. And then, um, obviously, I'm high on Moran. He uh, he's he's had a rough year, lots of injuries, but um, he was actually able to have two home runs today. Hit a three-run homer, and then um, I believe he hit a solo later. Uh, and then Brian Reynolds was able to hit a two-run homer late. We still lost the game today, but um, I mean, it was nice. It was it was nice to see him get going again. So, you know, more of the same. They're they're struggling a bit, but we're also, you know, seeing how these seeing how these younger guys are are going to perform. So, all in all, it's I'm I'm looking at it as a positive week. Yeah. Well, and you guys are in that contention for the number one pick, so. Obviously, you never want to just lose, but yeah, first round pick or first overall picks a, a decent consolation prize. So, um, yeah, and Moran, like you said, when he's been on the field, he's been pretty good. But he had those 
wrist injuries from, or was it? Yeah, it was his wrist, yeah. right? He took yeah, those he fastballs kept getting, inside. Yeah, kept yeah. getting popped, and so poor guy just couldn't stay, you know, on the field. So good to have him back. Yeah. Um, A's they've got a lot going on right now. Um, they just won today, 17 to nothing. So that was their largest win ever in a shutout, or I guess the largest spread uh-huh. ever in a shutout. Um, and on a related note, I mean, really, there's not much to take out of a 17 to nothing win. Obviously, they had things going, and the other team did not. But Indians have been struggling a bit lately, and the A's took advantage. I think they had, yeah. like, six walks by the fifth inning or something like that. So it was just pitchers couldn't throw it over the plate, and when they did, it was right over the middle, and the A's were popping it putting it in play. So, um like I said, not a lot to take from it other than it's a good win. Great to see this this team starting to gel, especially with the, the trade acquisition. So, um, and, I mean, it's a 17 and nothing win, so it's hard not to have fun. But the one thing I will say since the trade deadline is your whole team looks happier on the field. They yeah. just look like they're having a good time, and I think that's a big – big part of stringing these wins together so yeah of course when you're winning it's easy to be happy but it's also easy to keep it going and everybody's out there having fun so. yeah well and i think we had talked about it before the trade deadline um the team almost felt abandoned because they were yeah. they had a great record but they were clearly not not able to sustain it without some help and the front office to their credit actually went out and got some help and the players are, are making a big impact right away so um, if Marte keeps hitting the way he is, he might end the season batting 500. <laughs> he's like everything he's touching is going for a single, double, hit a couple dingers. So not bad. I mean, he was already he was already hitting pretty well this year. I mean, um, but I don't know, man. It just changes scenery sometimes. I think it. I think it's as good for him as it is good for you guys. So. Yeah. Um, as I talked before, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy for him. So, well, and Matt I'm happy Chapman, for you. he's had a, a pretty rough year today. He drew five walks in one game, oh, which my Lord, he was one away from a, an Oakland record. So pretty good, pretty good, at, uh, pretty good at bats for him today. Um, in related That's a confidence news, builder, to, or I mean, a huge confidence builder too. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's crazy. Anytime he's been putting the ball in play or swinging it seems like he's missing it's been a, a really rough year for him obviously he's always good on defense but at at the plate he's been just struggling so definitely good to see him have that plate discipline and and able to draw five walks in a game that's impressive hopefully it can at least get him on on track for this stretch run so um, and then they did i don't think this is going to have a, an impact this year because it's so late in the year, but they did bring back Chris Davis, um, who was DFA'd by the Rangers earlier this year. Um, We traded him to them for Elvis Andrews, our shortstop, and um, he just really didn't do much. He was injured the first two months of the season. They finally let him go. Um, And, yeah, A's tried him out, thought he looked pretty good. He's been recovering from a, a rib injury from last year even so looks like he's actually playing pretty well um he they promoted him to triple a and he's he's leading off tonight for the aviators so we'll see how he does down in there in vegas that park typically 
leads to a lot of home runs, and that's what he does. So I'm guessing he's going to hit a few there in Vegas with that hot air. So I'm sure he will. And then the other Chris Davis from the Orioles announced his retirement today. I believe he was he's only 35, but he really hasn't been the same since probably 2015, something like that, when he was an all-star. Um, since then, his K rate was through the roof, and his home runs were way down, so wasn't really helping the team out. Um, right. Obviously, when he was he was on, he was MVP caliber player. So tough to see a downfall like that, but obviously happy for him to to be able to retire with the Orioles. And um, typically, well. MLB contracts are guaranteed, so he'll be getting paid either way. But he renegotiated the contract down to, um, instead of being paid in lump sums, he's now going to get paid deferred money throughout a couple years or whatever to help the Orioles. So That's nice. It's honestly probably good for him, too. Yeah, good on him and probably better for him as well. So he's got that sustained income for a few more years. But um, like I said, happy for him. And then one other thing's happening in baseball tonight. I don't know if you've seen much about this. I uh, just saw the way it ended. <laughs> well, I haven't seen how it ended, so you, you might go ahead to... and I'll cap it off then. Well, I was just gonna say they're holding a, a Field of Dreams game, which they had planned for last year, but obviously yeah. COVID canceled it. So they basically just... threw up a stadium in the middle of a, a farm field and put put stands and everything and. To, to replicate the the field of dreams in the movie, uh, awesome. It's got the cornfields out in in right and left field, and just a, a really cool nod of the hat. They had Kevin Costner on to throw the first pitch, um, and I had watched through probably the sixth inning, and I think the last thing I saw was I think Judge hit his second home run for the night. I think so. So Yeah, he's having a good night. Anyway, let's have you give us a little recap of, of what <laughs> um, happened. I guess the big things I would have to say, um, I just some kind of funny things. Uh, Abreu actually hit the official first Major League Baseball home run in the state of Iowa. Boom. So um, that's a fun stat. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Judge kind of went off and Yankees went up and – and actually, there in the ninth, uh, Yankees were up. Uh, White Sox gave up the lead. And then Tim Anderson uh, actually had a walk-off two-run homer. Boom. So it's just one of those cool things because obviously it's an amazing event. It's going to get people fired up. But then to have a game like this and have it end the way it did, um, I mean, it's just a good night for the fans, good night for baseball in general. Um, I don't know. It's just <laughs> – I guess the magic that is Field of Dreams, it's just cool that it translated to an exciting game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. They said they'll be back, so I'm looking forward to them doing more games. Yeah, they said next year is on for sure, uh, which is oh, good. Oh, and the, the only other thing I was going to say is I love that they did. I mean, they're a modern version, but throwback unis. Yep, yep. Um, Those you know, Especially unis ass. for the game. So I really like the White Sox unis, man. Yeah. They looked really good. Um, but it, it's just a fun, I love it. I think it was just a really cool idea. So, well, and the White Sox win actually helps the A's too, because the Yankees are trying to close in on them in the wild card standing. So, right. um, but yeah, 
Tim Anderson, he's a clutch player. Love that guy. Uh, glad he Did got that again. hit. I'll have to watch the replay here in a little bit. Um, I was trying to look up the White Sox. They had a pitcher that came in in relief, and dude was freaking nasty. Like, the guys on the Yankees, he came in with runners on the corner, one out, I think, and struck oh, out the two, two guys in a row, and it was just filthy what he was throwing. I'm trying to find his name right now. Oh, here we go. Uh, Michael Kopich? Kopic? I don't know how to say his last name. But I'll, wow. I better learn, because he, he looks like he's going to be pretty impressive for years to I, come. So. I guarantee everyone else probably already has that name jotted down. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, it looked like a, a real fun night. I know, um, obviously, it was a su- successful night for MLB. They had it as the featured national um, national game on, on ESPN. Right. But the other, the other thing about that was I think it drew, drew a lot of eyes to the game, and the resale tickets were going for, like, 800 starting. For, yeah, well, the cool thing about events ahead. like this – uh, I was just going to say it, I mean, coming from, I guess, a hockey background, that's what it reminds me of is uh, the Winter Classic and then the stadium series that it spawned um, is huge for hockey because, you know, like seeing the, I would have loved to have seen the Penguins play in Heinz Field, you know, having an outdoor hockey game. These kind of specialty events, um, I mean, they're nothing, but they're win-win. There's no, there's no negatives to this. Like you said, it just puts such a spotlight um, and even – you know, you may not be the biggest baseball fan, but I guarantee people turned it, tuned into this game just because of what it was. Yep. Um, I just think it's cool that these leagues are doing things like that because, the, like I said, the NHL Stadium Series games are, I mean, they're absolutely phenomenal. It's just, you know, a kickback to old school hockey. It's just like this, cornfield. Um, I just want to see more of this, I guess. I yeah. love it. I would like to see them do a – Field of Dreams series, whatever, where they do four or five games a year. Um, I think it's – you can't go wrong. I mean, the you could sell those unis to fans and make a killing by itself. So. Um, well, I think the only downside to this game was for the White Sox and the Yankees, they had a, an off day right before it and then an off day right after it. So kind of it's, – it's unique to have a one-game – series um in the middle of the seasons and wasting two off days yeah. basically back to back is not ideal for them but well, and if if you're playing hot then you can cool off i guess if you're having a bad run maybe it's well, a well-needed I hope it break cools but... the yankees off um but <laughs> yeah sure. we we have the white Sox next so we'll face or i guess not next we've uh no we face the rangers and then the white Sox. so we'll see them this upcoming Monday, I believe. So, um, it'll be a good series. Yeah, it should be a good litmus test for us to see where we're at. Obviously, we we look like we've improved quite a bit since the trade deadline, but we haven't really been playing the best competition. So, um, White Sox Must are one nice. of the top teams. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, I mean, we're we're going to Milwaukee next. So, any team you, know. you guys play are are probably better than you at this point. So, that's fair. Anyway. <laughs> Hate to rain on your parade there. Uh, you're not telling me anything I don't know. Let's let's have you talk about a team that maybe has some some brighter outlook for this upcoming season. Yeah, um, I mean, they've taken some heat in the off season. Obviously, we've talked about that a little bit, but um, 
Uh, Steelers had their uh, second preseason game tonight. And, they, I mean, they ended up winning 24-16, again, for what that's worth. Um, I'll tell you what it's worth. They were down. I mean, they, I don't even think they scored in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it all came late, which is fine. I mean, the score doesn't mean anything in preseason, but go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, the 0-16 Detroit Lions went 4-0 and in the preseason. So, Well, and I've always – I don't know that I'm superstitious, but I've always – kind of felt that way because some of the worst seasons I've seen teams have have come off of um, undefeated preseason so again it means nothing Um, it's nice to see drives capped off with touchdowns obviously Um, Haskins had a really nice drive Uh, I think it was like nine play 76 yards something like that but um, it was really well uh, really well done even um Rudolph, I got to admit, he had a pretty good – I mean, he went seven for eight. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he was phenomenal, but it was all right. And uh, Najee Harris had – I mean, he was two rushes for 10 yards. Obviously not a big sampling, but I love what I see average. out of him. I mean, I'll take it, right? Can't beat that. Uh, my boy Pat Fryermuth had one pass, I think one catch by the end of it. Again, I mean, it's like a six-yard pass. These are super small samplings. Um, But either way, it's good to see him on the field. Uh, I do think we have some guys that are, you know, second, third, and even some of our, you know, four-string guys that could have an impact on the season. Um, I'm trying to think of the fellow's name. He actually had a pick for us tonight. And, of course, I'm going to blank on it. But, I mean, it's just the biggest thing is – not to get caught up in scores and things like that, but the preseason has been, I think the extra Hall of Fame game and everything is going to be really good for the Steelers, um, especially even just if it's a little bit extra time for the O-line to gel, yeah. who has, I mean, they've played pretty well for the, the small sampling again that they have. Um, I don't know. It's I like what I'm seeing out of a lot of them. Uh, Kevin Dotson was one guy that, had taken some heat in the off season for supposedly being out of shape and um, just kind of a tie in there. But Tomlin was asked about it and he basically said he's not a starter yet. He hasn't earned a starting spot. And the reason I bring it up is obviously, um, you know, we have our big guys, both offensive and and defense side of the ball. Um, We're looking for big things from them. And his response to Mike Tomlin is what I, I really liked, what I really like about him is he said, you know, coach is right. I haven't earned that spot yet. I have to do better. But, you know, there's so many young guys that, you know, their coach might say something like that that may be, I don't want to say harsh because I don't think Tomlin was wrong, but um, direct. And so, some, of your, some of your younger guys don't react very well to it or they get moody. I mean, they may not say anything, but I just thought his response was perfect. So um, I'm really hoping that he can step in. I mean, because we need big things from those guys. So, yeah, um, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm finding, like I said, I'm always going to be that glass half full kind of guy. But so far, I've, I'm seeing some good things in the samplings. Um, and with that being said, uh, we also had an acquisition. We had a trade. We picked up Joe Schobert from the Jaguars. Um, I don't know that he's a household name, but he led the Jags with 141 tackles last year, I believe. 
Um, so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about him actually, because we we have Bush in the middle, uh, Devin Bush and Spillane is next to him, who's flashed and had good moments, but I don't know that the consistency is there. Um, I'm pretty sure that Schobert's going to come in and bump Spillane, and then he can be our kind of utility backer, come in when we need him. But um, I think it's a positive. It kind of shores up a one of the few spots on our defense that I would say were, um, I don't want to say a worry, but questionable. So I'm really hoping he has a big impact. So, um, But that's, I mean, that's basically all I got for the Steelers right now. It's preseason. I'm well, going to take it for what it's worth. Some of those little fellers that we follow on Twitter were saying that Haskins looked pretty good. I didn't watch the game, but they were saying he, he should he should be the number two behind uh, Big Ben based on this outing. So the only thing I would say on that is I'm not saying they're wrong. I, I've already said that I believe Haskins will end up getting the number two spot. But I will say that Haskins is playing that next string of defenders. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph's having, I mean, it's their preseason starters. Obviously it's just like us. They're they're not having all their big dogs out there on defense, but they're still running against the the number one unit for that game. So I'm, I'm, I I think it's still apples to oranges. Right. And that's, that's my big thing is I would like to see the next game that they have Haskins start. But, um, I mean, I don't know that that happens. We'll see. I, I still think a lot of Mason Rudolph that are tied into him because of when he was taken and what kind of a deal he's got. Um, I think they're going to kick the tires till the tires fall off, which, whatever, maybe he's a late bloomer. I, I don't think so. I think Haskins is going to be the one that ends up getting that second spot. And Honestly, I even really like Dobbs as a number three. Um, he did throw a pick tonight, had a little bit of a rough night, but um, I don't know. It's I, I understand why people would say that because you look at the game and yeah, sure Haskins had a better game, capped off his drive with a touchdown. Um, he definitely looked better, but um, I mean you got to take that stuff into consideration. So for sure, Let's see what happens. Yeah, well, the Raiders, not much going on out there. Um, obviously, we haven't played two preseason games yet, but uh, we haven't even played one. And Carr, so last second, Gruden gave them the day off yesterday. So all they really had was they had a few, um, like their workouts and stuff in the early morning. And then they had their press conferences, and then he cut them loose the rest of the day. So um, they still had Carr in his press conference. And uh, when he was pressed about turning 30 and how he's feeling and things like that, he said, I'm feeling so good I could play another 15 years. So Raiders fans <laughs> are pretty split on Derek Carr. Um, so that'll piss off half the fan base, and the other half will be very excited by that news. But obviously many things can happen between now and then. Um, and if Aaron Rodgers comes to Colin next next season he might not be yeah. with the Raiders for the rest of those 15 the but. only thing I would say to the fans that are not high on car is you guys have been a lot worse off that's oh, yeah. all I'm going to say yeah so and I'm, I'm in you that, gotta uh, take the good when it's there you know I definitely appreciate what he's done he's been the only stable piece in on our team since I don't know 
I can't even remember when, but Rich Gannon. Well, and Rich Gannon wasn't even. He was. <laughs> and even he a, was short term. Yeah, he yeah. was a a flash in the pan. I really. guess that was the the last big success. I guess. But yeah, I he was our last good quarterback for sure. Um, and that's. But at the same time, like I respect what he's done, but at the same time, if Aaron Rodgers becomes available next offseason, I'd well, be all. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron so, Rodgers. <laughs> is what it is, but. Um, Outside of that, not really. It's ongoing on. Some things of concern. Darren Waller hasn't practiced since last Monday. Uh, they're not saying it's an injury, not saying it's rest. They're not saying anything on it. So not sure what's going on with that. He has been Maybe. seen working out. So I don't think it's anything. If it is an injury, I don't think it's anything too serious if he's still working out through it. Um, I wonder if it's uh, disciplinary or something. I don't think so. I think, if Good. anything, they're probably resting him because Grude's been quite clear that he doesn't think the preseason is useful or necessary for star players or even players <laughs> that are locks for the roster, um, which kind of depresses me because I'm going to a game in two days and I'll probably not see yeah. any of the guys that I actually am excited to go see. But Or if you do, it'll be a very short window. Yeah. Well, and our backup quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Obviously, he's been rumored to be getting traded to 17 different teams. Um, but he's also he also missed practice with an undisclosed injury. They might have said something since then, but haven't really been on Twitter other than I saw that initial um, that he was injured. So it sounds like I'll get to see Nate Peterman <laughs> And pretty much just Nate Peterman in the preseason game. Um, if I see Carr, it's going to be for one series, maybe two. And then that's about it. So outside of that, all the guys on the defense um, really sound like they're going to they're gonna surprise some people. Um, coming from the beat writers, coming from players on that defense, coming from the coaches, they're all just excited about the, the strides that this defense has made. And obviously when you're, you know, one of the worst five defenses in the league, it's it's hard to not make some improvements on that. But yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic that they're they're going to surprise some people. And even if they're a middle-of-the-road defense, when we had a top-10 offense, that, that leads to winning. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and obviously we played two. We beat the Chiefs once and, and – some could argue we should have beat them a second time. I wouldn't go that far, but we very easily could have beat them that second game. So, yeah. Um, obviously, that's that's the competition in the AFC West, and then we have Herbert and the the Chargers that look like they're improved. Denver's defense still one of the top defenses, but I don't believe in that offense at all. So, I don't know that they do. I don't think they do. I mean, you got Bridgewater and and Drew Locke, and obviously... I would love, I would love to see Bridgewater do well, just because I've always liked him. Yeah, I would not. But I, I, I understand that your perspective would change. Yeah, I've always liked <laughs> as soon him, as but he was wearing the, yeah, as the blue as, and orange. As soon as you go to that jersey, I can't root for you anymore. So come on, Bill. Nah, should have come on my team, not on that team. Fair enough. Not that they were really in play for him, but yeah, I, I mean, it's the the Broncos have told you how much they believe in them by exploring every possibility of getting Rogers, Watson, anyone else that has been rumored to want out of their situation. So 
Um, not expecting much from that team, but obviously, like I said, defense is great, so it could carry him. But uh, Dak Prescott, you heard much on him. I saw he was going to get an MRI, but... That's all I've seen is that he's scheduled to get one on his shoulder. Um, Which, obviously, that's different than his ankle that he destroyed last or last season. Right, um, and they were excited to have him back. And I yeah, mean, this, and I this would even, derail. I didn't even see if it was his throwing shoulder or non-throwing, but concern sure. either way. Um, and you know, it's bad because the Cowboys social media team put a a tweet out that basically said everyone relax everything's fine and then in small quotes they put Dax getting an MRI so I don't know what's going on obviously if if they're planning on I mean it's the Cowboys so they're obviously not planning on winning a Super Bowl but (laughs) But, oh geez that said the I saw a meme that said the only way we can keep Tom Brady from winning another Super Bowl and it showed him in a Cowboys jersey. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh because we haven't won one since. It's still funny, though. It's been less frequent than, or less recent than the Cowboys, so I really shouldn't laugh, but still funny. But I think... I mean, I guess we'll see what happens because... Are you looking up which shoulder it is? I try. I just tried looking it up, but it all it talks about is the shoulder. Okay. It's, I I don't think they have a ton of details yet. We're gonna be well, waiting to see. Not his throwing shoulder. That's not as concerning. But obviously, if it is, that could be pretty bad for them. Uh, yeah. And then I think Deshaun Watson. Uh, so there was some kind of news report out that said. The Texans were trying to get the rules for media changed because they didn't want people there at their camp, essentially. And it got denied. So I'm not sure if this is related, but Deshaun Watson basically was getting super annoyed with the media today because they were filming him not practicing. And he basically said, like, why do you guys keep following me around? It's the same stuff every day. Just super annoyed. So I'm not sure if that was what led to them trying to get the training camp rules changed. Yeah. But I think it probably had something to do with it. And I mean, as regardless much, of whether it's related or not, it's ridiculous for him to be annoyed. Yeah. I mean, obviously his situation was brought on by himself and himself only. Yeah, you made yourself a focal point of NFL media for the offseason. So even if what they claimed he did to them is not accurate. He obviously put himself in a situation where 20-something women have come forward and said that he has. So, yeah. I mean, he's obviously going to have cameras in front of his face to to see what he's doing. And then he also asked for a trade out of there. So I was just going to say, between that plus the trade request, yeah, so that's you're going to have cameras in your face all day till his story, both of these stories, come to a conclusion. I yeah. Mean, well, and I'll just tell you. Andrew Brandt, uh, I follow him on Twitter. He basically said he would be shocked if he plays game in a game before uh, middle of October. And his reasoning was Dak, or not Dak, uh, Ezekiel Elliott had, he lost two games in a season for conduct. 
and right. didn't have criminal charges pressed against him. And same thing with Roethlisberger back in the day. Right. And so there's the precedent there that even though you don't have criminal charges pressed against you, you still can miss games. And he has criminal charges pressed against him. So to, to think he's just going to step in there week one, and, and that's why I, I said I'd be shocked if he gets traded before any of this stuff is, is concluded. So. Well, you'd be stupid to try. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine a team, even the worst team in the league, who needed a quarterback. I just can't imagine you taking that kind of risk. Yeah. Like, like we've talked about before. If it were a low round, late round pick, sure, you may, yeah. might oh. take a flyer on him. Yeah, you might take a flyer, but not what they're asking. Because he's, you know, obviously a, a franchise changing quarterback if you can get him. But with the the risk involved, there, there's no way anyone's going to give them three first round picks, and that's what they rumored to be asking for. So it's just, I don't know, a, a never ending situation that until something happens in the in the courtroom or whatever, it's it's going to be the same for him, and he's going to be annoyed every day. So better get used to it, I guess. Yeah, I got no, I I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Yeah. And then Alden Smith was released by the Seahawks. Um, the name sounds familiar. He's been in and out of the league for several years. Um, he had so much potential. Yeah, he was the... I mean, he was a stud when he came onto the scene. Yeah. He when was, he was with the Niners. Yep. Just he, killed it. He was pretty much an MVP can of candidate. That's how good he was those first few years with the 49ers. And then obviously he got in some trouble. Raiders brought him back for a season after a couple out of the league, and he played really well for us, got suspended towards the end of the season, and then in and out of addiction recovery, and now he's in trouble again with the law. Not exactly sure what's going on with that case, other than he was detained and released, um, but there's still a case going on. So yeah, the, the Seahawks said, as long as you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, we'll, we'll keep you on the team until your case goes whichever way, and then we'll make a decision. Uh, they said that he had broken their trust, and that's why they that's what led to the release. So I don't blame him. For, I don't know. It's just tough because I've seen, like, videos of him, like, being just smashed on, I assume, alcohol, because that's what he's been struggling with over his career. Yeah. And that's never a good thing to see. Uh, but you see all that talent and, you know, just for whatever reason, everyone has their demons. and Right, and you yeah. hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah. But it's just, it's terrible to see somebody that had that kind of potential. Because you're right, I mean, he was, I mean, he came, I mean, he was literally just a wrecking crew, one-man wrecking crew, That especially um, that first year he came in. Um I just I, I hate seeing that. He had so much potential. Yeah, and football is obviously secondary right now, but exactly it seems like when he's in season and doing the workouts and everything, he can stay Keeps on track. But as soon as the off season happens, that's when a lot of his troubles happen. So, it oh, yeah, he's staying to, out of trouble. Yeah, it seems to to give you some of that precedence where you would actually let guys into the locker room and stuff when they're suspended because it gives them that structure and and allows them to, to stay on track and still get their workouts in and, and still have that, I don't know if you want to call it supervision, but basically accountability where they have to be there. Right. Uh, and, I, I mean, that's really all I had to say about that is 
obviously when he has some structure he does fine and when he doesn't he he struggles so hopefully he can get the help he needs like you said and and I don't know at this point it's probably a career for him but yeah hopefully he can if find not, something that close. keeps him away from from the alcohol or whatever it is he's struggling with so um outside of the sports realm a couple things I have oh no let me I guess I already said I'm going to the, to the preseason game on Saturday. Um, That's all right. Say it again. That's so exciting. Pretty excited from that. Or I'll probably take some videos from there just because a lot of you probably haven't seen Allegiant Stadium unless you've been following the, the project. So this will be the first game with fans in the stadium. And sounds like we're going to have to get there early because they're doing a, a ribbon-cutting ceremony at like 2.30 p.m. That's awesome. So it's going to be exciting. Um, obviously, I have no idea what they're doing outside of the ribbon-cutting ceremony, so it might be cool. We just opened it. Go sit in your seat for three and a half hours. I hope not, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens there. I still don't know how to get to the stadium. Um, obviously, it's right off the side of the freeway, but I heard right. it's like there's very limited parking, and you have to – I don't even know. We'll see what happens. Might get lost in Vegas for a couple hours while I'm trying to get there. But outside of that, it. the last note I had was Diablo 2 Resurrected. Early access beta starts tomorrow, which is Friday night. So by the time you're listening to this, it's probably the same day. But uh, super excited about that. Obviously, I've talked about it not, not on this podcast, but when we were across the pond with Bill and John. Uh, been waiting for this for many years and it's finally coming to fruition so great to see that super pumped everyone should get it and play with me <laughs> i was gonna say i know what bill's gonna be doing all friday night yeah i'm gonna be mia and then hopefully <laughs> alexis is willing to drive to vegas <laughs> yeah sell her on that one yeah i gotta stay up and play video games while you drive yep i think she'll probably say good uh, luck but i love it Anyway, I think that's all I had. Is there anything else you needed to add? No, I think that's it. Just, uh, I mean, we'll conclude with the the same old song and dance, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, please send in questions, comments, anything. Again, doesn't have to be sports-related. Just send us in some, some content, and we'd love to dive into it. Yeah, and thanks for all of you that have followed so far. Uh, we got a, yes, a absolutely. great following on Facebook so far. Um, you can get us on Facebook at Square State Sandlot Podcast, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Our handles are SSSPod21, and then on YouTube you can also see these videos. Uh, the entire podcast we just put our pretty mugs on there and and put it up on YouTube. So if you guys want to check it out there, it's a great great medium to catch us there as well. So as always, thanks for listening. Get your questions in. Hit us up on those socials. And we appreciate your support. Thank you.